Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always excited to be with you here on Sunday mornings on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. On Sunday mornings from 7 to 8, we talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant alive and well we do have a few rules we don't talk sports or politics we don't talk doctrine but we do always speak well of one another and this is show number 714 and i have a couple ladies here in the studio with me and we're going to talk about a ministry called mckenzie's closet and it is a ministry out of the calvary united methodist church out on west pensacola street and I have, uh, let's see, Pam King and Deborah Marsh. And then I'm going to go to Pam first. Pam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. We're really excited to be here to Amen. share with you our ministry. And this is uh, Deborah. Thank you for having me. All right, Mackenzie's Closet. See, I'm a naturally curious person. So whenever I hear something named after somebody, I say, well, who was Mackenzie? So before we get to that, though, let's just talk about what you do. Basically, you are a ministry where you are distributing clothing. Am I understanding that correctly? That's right. We we mainly distribute clothing. That's how we started, okay. as distributing clothing. And we do distribute some food to those that come to the closet. We do um, bag lunches for those that come on the days that... Um, we are open, and on the second Saturday of every month, we also have farm share. So we've expanded wow. okay. um, from from where our meager beginnings, or God's meager beginnings, I should say. Um, it was a, a vision that was given to us um, over a spaghetti supper. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, all of this is happening at the Calvary United Methodist Church, which is on West Tennessee Street, which is a – no, I, I knew I was going to do that – West Pensacola Street. And it's amazing because uh, uh, there, with all of the condominiums that are just cropping up all around you, FSU. I mean, not necessarily the school itself, but the students and student housing. It's just, it's just everywhere. And somehow or another, that little church has managed to stay there. I'm intrigued by that. Well, we are a small church. We're a very small church, and that community is a very interesting community because. There are a lot of students there, but there are a lot of elderly people that live in that community. And actually, a survey was done, and it really houses a lot of single families. Really? That's the largest population in that area. And then also with the Kearney Center being moved over to Pensacola Street um, and Hope Community right down the road, um, we see a lot of homeless individuals and people that either need clothing because they're homeless and they don't have a, another way to get them. They need a change of clothes. They're living the streets or they're living at the Kearney Center. And we also have single moms that just need an extra hand, that need some extra right, help with right. their kids. So you're at the Calvary United Methodist Church one night at a spaghetti supper, and somehow or another out of that, voila, we have a ministry but I bet it wasn't called McKenzie's Closet at that time, was it? It actually was just a closet, uh-huh. and it was literally a closet. We had a couple of ladies from Hope Community come down to our spaghetti dinner. We were doing a spaghetti dinner to benefit. Okay, for those who don't know what Hope Community is. 
it is part of Big Bend Homeless Coalition, and okay. it's a housing facility for families. Okay. And so a couple of ladies came down from Hope Community. The Kearney Center wasn't there yet, but we did have several people f- that lived at Hope Community that would come to our church. And these ladies came and said, you know, we get clothing donated to us, and we do not have space for it. You guys have some space. Would you mind giving up a little bit of that space uh-huh. and a little bit of your time to help us distribute clothing? Uh-huh. And I knew that God was saying, you guys need to open this closet. You need to open the doors. And, and, and you were there as one of the, one of the founders I, of this. Yeah, they were actually talking specifically to me. All right. And Deborah, were you there too? I was there. I don't remember the conversation exactly <laughs> that way. but. Okay. But yeah, I was there. Okay. So both of you ladies were there as what we say the founding of this ministry that God in his way, which I love this when God does this. Mm-hmm. People who were just minding their own business. <laughs> all of a sudden, God just lays something on your heart and you just know. You just know this is what just got to happen. It yeah. just has to happen. So now these ladies that you're talking about from the Hope Center now, were they doing this intentionally, or was it just kind of like, I see a need, I've got some clothes? They were actually looking for churches. They were okay. looking for a church that would help them, and we, of all the churches in that area, we were the only ones that told them yes. Okay. Well, but you were the and one that God wanted to, exactly. to do. Exactly. Right. It was God's plan. Right. Um, and we know it was God's plan. Um, and like I said, I mean, we began... I'm not sure how big this studio is, but it's not very big. But that's how big our really? the closet was when we started, um, with just a few boxes of clothes. They brought clothes down, and um, you know we would go out, and um, I would even go to some thrift stores and buy some clothes so that we would have something. And I, I tell you what, I when I really, really knew that it was God is when. A mother came in with her daughter, and hopefully I'll be okay telling the story, um, came in with her daughter, and her daughter didn't have any shoes on her feet. Uh-huh. And we did not have any shoes to fit her. Really? So I gave her some adult flip-flops. <laughs> and that little girl had the biggest smile on her face wow. in there. And I knew then, okay, we need to – this is God. You, this you were is hooked. God. You were hooked at that hooked. point. <laughs> and there's a story every time you volunteer there. My husband, when he volunteers, he, he can't volunteer regularly because he works weekends, some weekends. But every time he, he works there, every time he volunteers there, he comes to me and he goes, there's something every time. You know, mm. there's a story. There's something that gets me every time and just fills my heart. Wow. Yeah. So now... Something tells me, and y'all can bear this out, that there was something stirring within your church before these ladies came down from from the Hope House. That perhaps maybe there was just a sense that God wanted us to do something, but we don't quite know what it is just yet. Am I right about that? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) It was, it was, really, really, yeah, it was, um, 
I mean, we wanted to help our community, or we wouldn't have been having right. a spaghetti supper. Right. And we were trying to reach out. Now, what was the spaghetti yeah. supper for? The spaghetti supper was to raise funds for Hope Community. Uh-huh. So all the proceeds for that were going to well, them. Well, now, now, wait a minute. I think that just bears out my, my whole uh, thesis here. <laughs> because you, you were, as a church family, you were wanting to do something. And, and you were. You just didn't have the whole picture just yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I certainly don't yeah. didn't have the picture of what it was going to become. Right. Now, Deborah, were you you said you were there, you were not there the night that ladies came. I, w- I was there. You you were there. Mm-hmm. But it kind of struck you a little different. How, how did you receive this? I, I don't I did not have the conversation. Okay. So I was not there for the conversation. Okay. But now when you heard about this, did did it stir something in your heart at that time or because you know it, it, everything is not for everybody, right? Yeah, but as you began to see it happening in the church, then you decided to get involved in it. Oh yes, yeah. it was wonderful. Okay, now, and I think our church always has that. We were always striving for what is it we need to be doing? Mm-hmm. What right. is it? Where do we need to go? What is right. it? What What are we here for? What is our purpose? Right. And so as this unfolded, it became clear that this is our purpose well our church uh, we have a small church too I'm, we call it freedom road now we have those conversations on a pretty regular basis so we have a group that meets on the first sunday night of the month and we plan and we're always having that conversation about okay where do we fit here in the kingdom of god what is our role what can we do to be able to make a difference and you know with you, this just seemed to be right. When you when you heard this, something just clicked in, uh, especially in in uh, Pam's uh, spirit that, that this is right. So now, uh, Pam, are you kind of the uh, head honcho <laughs> this thing? <laughs> Actually, it grew beyond me. I uh-huh. I um, was there, and I we when we first started, we were open only on the second Saturday of every month. I have a full time job, okay. and so um, so. We said, okay, we're just going to do this the first Saturday of every month. And it was interesting that we would have one one Saturday, we'd have a few people. Another Saturday, we'd have a line of huh. people. And it fluctuated. We would get donations, a lot of donations sometimes, and then nothing. And then um, I'll tell you what happened. Um, God sends the right people at the right time. He really does. Uh, a young a woman joined our church, and it touched her. Um, she retired from her job and started working at the clothes closet. Her name was Janet Smith. She passed away a couple years ago, and she became really um, helped evolve McKenzie's clothes closet. We were a one room closet, and now we have three rooms of clothing. Really, we have. Everything from infant, newborn infant, to men's, to juniors, to we have every type of clothing you can think of. We have work clothes. We have um, play clothes. You know, we have job interview clothes. (laughs) I mean, it has really evolved. And she was that kind of person that knew God directed her and who to ask Mm -hmm. for things. And she had those ears that 
that would listen. You know, I'm kind of the person that God beats me over the head to go a direction. <laughs> and she was one of those people that would just be guided right. by God. And we were putting together, trying to put together first aid kits. And she said she was driving and she was going to go to the Dollar Tree. And she said, I need to go to Walgreens. Went to Walgreens, went up to the pharmacist and said, we're trying to put together first aid kits for our clothes closet. He said, here, here's a bunch of first aid kits. Wow. I mean, that's just the kind just of the, spirit. the full kits. Yes. Just, yeah. Well, they were miniature kits. Right, right, but, right. I mean, yeah. Wonderful. Hundreds of them. Okay. So, I mean, that was her spirit, and she helped grow the closet. Huh. Now, I was just thinking when you, you mentioned this, you said you've got three rooms of the church, and this is tied up 24 7 for this ministry. And so the church, it has, that's a sacrifice to, to take that space with. I don't know how big the facility is. But you take away three rooms to be able to keep all this closing. Now, is there a large room where you do the distribution when, of, the, of the day that you actually do it? We actually took three smaller rooms, and Debbie's husband, Doug, ah. and her son-in-law and, and daughter actually built out, um, cut out holes in wall doorways <laughs> and walls doorways. and fixed just, floors and... Um, really refurbished these three rooms and made them into um, so that they connect. Uh-huh. Um, so that we have taken it, it's part of our education building. So we took three rooms in our education building, but it's spreading mm-hmm. and it's growing. And we eventually hope to build a, a building um, that will help us house even even more. So they're they're on the church grounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Wow. So now, when this first happened, and um, the people from the Hope House, they came, shared a vision with you. They said, we have some clothes to distribute. But you had to get the word out some way or another. How did that happen? It was really word of mouth. Huh? And we we would email um, Hope Community and the Big Ben Homeless Coalition. And as people started coming, they would tell their counselors. And okay. then their counselors would tell other counselors and we started, we went to 211, Big Ben 211, that has information about where you can get um, you know, clothing and housing and food and, and put information on there about the, the closed closet. So it grew. Um, we also, um, Debbie's daughter, um, the mother of Mackenzie, who the clothing okay. closet is named after, um, set up a website for us it was a free website because we operate with no money at all <laughs> it's all volunteers there's um, no money goes goes into it we've done some fundraisers to get hangers and things mm-hmm. like that but we've reused all of our hangers and um, we've had a lot of hangers donated to us so um well you just answered a question for me <laughs> at, at my at Freedom Road, I have a bunch of hangers sitting up on a shelf, and I've been wondering what to do with them. I think I just figured that out. <laughs> See, I told you God doesn't put people in the, puts us always together when we need Because I asked my wife the other day, do you need these? And she just kind of looked at me. Our, our closets are, are stuffed with them. <laughs> so, okay, now I know what to do with that. So, but what I'm interested in here is, is when you start it, I mean, you say you you do this. You're totally on faith here, and so you're not putting any money into this. It's it's volunteer, and so there's a lot of of that, which is very valuable to us. And you didn't really do a lot of advertising. 
it just kind of happened. And I think that's just an amazing thing. Now, and you now you have three rooms in the church there that's just totally dedicated to this ministry. And uh, clothes are coming in, clothes are going out. Do you can you say where oh, the clothes are coming from here, or where are they coming from? They they are coming from donations. People just hear about the ministry and right. hear about the mission, and they bring them by. We do have a couple of consignment stores that, if clothing doesn't sell, they donate the clothes to us. Okay. Um, so okay. Um, that's that's one place that we get clothing. Well, one of the things that's, that's unique about what you're doing, because there's, there's all types of ministries that are, have the consignment stores, and if, if you've got clothes that you need to distribute somewhere, there are plenty of places to take them, but they're going to take them and then sell them in order to raise money for their ministry. You don't do that. You It, it just goes right on out the door to whoever has a need. Exactly. Okay. Now, tell the folks, uh, either one of you, uh, When's it open? Hours and that type of thing. Okay. Every Monday uh, from 8.30 to noon. Okay. And the second Saturday of every month from okay. 8.30 to noon. And there's a story about the second Saturday of every month, right? <laughs> right. Well, that was the... That was the day that we started. Mm-hmm. Um, we started distributing clothes on the second Saturday of every month. And then as the closet grew and we got a few more volunteers that it could actually work another day, um, we started opening up on Mondays. Okay. Um, and that was just a, a, the perfect day for people that were volunteer volunteering. Um, they were retired and volunteering, so it was a good day for them to do it and so we expanded okay and how long has this been now it has been nine no in 2010 is when it was dedicated to mckenzie and it was a year before that so okay. 2009 so 2009 about eight years yeah eight years so you've been doing this for eight years just distributing clothing just to people who, who have a need it's, as they come and they go. Okay, now, let's hear about McKenzie. Tell me about McKenzie and, and how this, how we came up with the name, who was McKenzie, and all those wonderful things. Who wants to tell this story? Oh, I'll start. Okay. Um, McKenzie is my granddaughter. Okay. What's my granddaughter? She did pass away when she was two. Okay. Um, so it was my daughter and her husband, their first baby. And McKenzie had Marfan syndrome. Uh, connective tissue disorder, but she was at Shands for nine months. Um, she touched lives all around the world. Um, my daughter did start a Facebook page, and we would receive gifts from people in England and Australia and everywhere mm-hmm. um, that followed her story. And she was, uh, she made it back home. They moved in with us um, to help take care of her. And she did pass away when she was two. So now when she was born, I don't, I'm not familiar with the condition you're talking about here. Okay. Was it pretty much known that she would not live a long time when she was born? No, not really. Um, she was not diagnosed with Marfan's until she was eight months old. Okay. Um, she had pneumonia, and that's what put her in the hospital to begin with. Um, it didn't get any better. They ended up taking her to Shan's. Um, and there, it just, the pneumonia went away, but everything else started to 
come apart, I guess. Uh-huh. They had to put her on a trach. Um, so she had a was on a feeding tube in her trach for, well, the rest of her life, uh-huh. um, which helped her. She had a wonderful per- personality. Um, she was a very happy little girl when they brought her home, when they moved in with us, Mackenzie. Um, just was happy. Mm-hmm. She loved to play. She would mess with you. She was like <laughs> any other little two-year-old. Right. Um, she'd throw her toys on the floor and watch you pick them up and laugh at you. And she just. And when my daughter had a birthday party for her every single month, she had month days um, because we knew that she was not going to live very long. Oh, I see. And she said yeah. this this way. She can celebrate a birthday every mm-hmm. month. Okay. So the 25th of every month, we had a big birthday party for her. Um, she did pass away when she was two months old, or two years, I'm sorry. And Pam and her husband would come to Shans to visit. Um, she was baptized at Shans. Our pastor at the time came and baptized Mackenzie. And after she passed, Pam was kind enough to ask about dedicating the closet to Mackenzie and okay. naming it after her. She said Mackenzie touched a lot of lives while she was here and she continues touching lives even now by being named having the closet named for her mm-hmm. and touching lives and giving away clothes. Wow. So Pam, what what laid that on your heart to to name the clothes closet after her? Well, Debbie just shared how I, I was getting a little choked up listening to it. <laughs> sure, that's, that's a um, very moving thing. Um, but Mackenzie was a really special part of our church's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, we are a really small church, and we all love each other dearly. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie was a really important part of that. We all loved her. We all love the family. And um, when... She left us when she went to heaven before us, and I, you know, I know she is having a big time up in heaven right now, playing and laughing, and um, probably watching that penguin movie she liked. <laughs> and she, she just brought joy, uh-huh. and I just wanted. I, I thought that her joy should continue here mm-hmm. on earth as as well as in heaven. As a living memorial of a, of a young lady who loved life. And, of course, what you are doing is that you all are for very much promoting life and the whole uh, concept of fellowship and brotherly love and loving one another and loving, loving a complete stranger, people that you had never seen before. You, you walk into your building and say, hey, what do you need? <laughs> I mean, that is such a unique thing for people to do, to have a heart for people like that. And then um, you know to name a young lady after a name this after a young lady who so much represented the joy of life and brought so much joy into people's people's lives. I mean, I feel like I know her just from hearing you talk about it, about her, Deborah. And then uh, I know that she is your granddaughter, right? Yes. And uh, I know that this this is a a very emotional, moving thing, even as you're you're sharing about it. And uh, to know that uh, I think about those those month days, you know, about going to have a birthday or a month day every month because we know that that her time is short. But now, so she was born with a condition. Is that yes. correct? Yes. But but the pneumonia, I guess, was uh, just just a, uh, an effect of it. Perhaps maybe her yes. body was weakened. Right. 
And so that really is when they began to research about the pneumonia and doing tests and things, it's probably when they found out what this was. Yes. Now, how how rare is this disease? Is it is it fairly rare or is it common? I'm, it, I'm, I'm it not familiar with it. It is fairly rare. Um, it is very common, though, and it's you can have Marfan syndrome in varying degrees. Okay. McKinsey was the rarest of the rare. Uh, Marfan's is typically a genetic disorder, but there is no genetics in either side of the family huh. that has it. Um, wow. They were able to run tests and isolate it to a spontaneous mutated gene. Huh. And then at that point they realized that, that right. there's no cure, I'm assuming, at, right. at this no, point. No, there's no cure. But people can live with, again, the varying degrees of Marfan. You can live very long, happy, healthy lives. Oh, I see. Hers was just the rarest right. of the rare. And so. I, like I said, the, and the pneumonia just kind of helped escalate things, right. I would assume. So. Well, I was going to say, I think a lot of people with Marfans typically are tall. They think Abraham Lincoln may have had Marfans. Oh, really? Um, a lot of people that play basketball mm-hmm. um, ultimately they find out that they may have more fans and typically should not play anymore don't huh. play anymore mm-hmm. how um, about that uh, and I, I, I knew talking about Abraham Lincoln I, I'd heard that there was some disease that he had but I'd never put the name with it before well and the thing about it is that uh, this is what God had in mind, and of course, you you related to the fact that Mackenzie was a young lady who loved the Lord, and, and uh, she's in heaven. And now, every time somebody comes to that clothes closet, they get to find out a little bit about her. I'm sure that uh, that name gets gets mentioned a lot, and a lot of people ask. <laughs> we actually have her picture in the clothes closet, so people can see wow. who the closet was named after. And um, see her joy. It's a really, she had a big smile on her face in that picture. And so I I love that picture uh, of her because she was joy. Uh I mean, and that's what we want to spread is joy and love. And that's what Mackenzie was. For those of you who may have just joined us, this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Sunday mornings from 7 to 8, I get to come and uh, have these wonderful guests with me from uh, different types of ministries, and we get to talk about so many wonderful things. And uh, we're talking about Mackenzie's Closet. It's a ministry at the Calvary United Methodist Church out on West Pensacola Street <laughs> that uh, distributes clothes. And that's that's their heart, their ministry. And we're going to find out a little bit more about it. But uh, right now, we're just going to play a little gospel music because that's just what i do here on the gospel on the radio talk show this is karen peck at new river it's called i want to know how it feels
Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and that was Karen Beck in New River. A little Southern Gospel music. And if you like Southern Gospel music, then I would invite you to join me on Saturday nights on Wave 94. That's 94.1 on your radio dial for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing for a full hour of Southern Gospel music. And a little commentary and a little preaching along the way, but it's always a lot of fun, and a lot of folks tell me they enjoy it. So join me. Also, uh, Monday through Friday, I'm on Wave 94 with a daily broadcast. It's a five-minute teaching of the Word of God, and just I just like radio myself. <laughs> I'm also a pastor. I'm pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. FRCM.us is our website. We start 11.05 on Sunday mornings, and we do love having visitors at Freedom Road. And uh, AAA Cost and Comfort. I always like to talk about them because they do heating and air conditioning, and they've helped me do this show from the very beginning. They're just great people. 893-9566. Now, Calvary United Methodist Church, West Tennessee Street. What's the address there? No, I did it again, didn't I? Yes, <laughs> West Pensacola Street. They, they're running side by side there. But anyway, West Pensacola Street. They are Street. parallel. Yeah. <laughs> What's the address? It's actually 
218 Osley Road. Okay. So the entrance is off of Osley Road, but you can see the church um, from Pittsburgh. You're right across the road from the McDonald's, aren't you? Is there a McDonald's yes. across the road? Yeah. There's a McDonald's and yeah. Gold's Gym. Yeah. Yeah, I can say it's just amazing. I mean, I don't know how much property you have there, but it's, it's a big chunk of property sitting right in the middle of all those condos and, and this, the whole college scene. It's just, it's just all around you. And somehow or another, that piece of property has maintained and stayed a church. And I'm sure that it has to be tempting <laughs> to be able to, to sell that, because I, I bet you, I, I would have, I guess, that you're getting offers on it all the time. I, I think it'd be a very valuable piece of property. We actually, we have, um, we, we really haven't gotten any offers for the property, which is really, to me, a sign that God wants us there. There you go. And God has a purpose for that church. That church, um, we know, those of us that go to Calvary, we know that there is a purpose because every time we say we're just so small, there's no way we can continue, God finds a way uh-huh. that's unconventional for us to be there. Um, we did get um, uh, somebody said, hey, can we build a uh, cell tower? On your property. Oh, yeah. And so that helps fund our church. Sure, absolutely. So it looks yeah. like a big, huge flagpole. Uh huh. A flagpole. It's a huge uh, flag right near our church. Really? And it is a cell tower. And people have come to us and said, hey, we could probably make you a better deal with that cell tower. But I tell you what, the gentleman that helped us with our agreement did such a wonderful job. When people look at it, they go, oh, nope. You can't compete <laughs> with that. So we know. That God has yeah. a hand in us being there, and that the ministries that we are doing there are His work. There's one over on Jim Lee Road right behind the church that looks like a tree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. I had a friend of mine down in Seminole who was pastoring a church there, and they tried their best to get a cell tower on that property to try to help the church. And it just didn't, just didn't happen. He finally left the church. He's not pastoring there anymore, so I don't know whether they're still pursuing that or not. But a lot of churches are doing that, and it is a way to be able to help uh, fund a, a small church ministry such as that. Now, uh, both uh, both of you are you both been in the church a long, long time? I mean, I don't. I think about the same amount of time. Uh huh. You got there a little bit before us, okay. right? But so not much. I don't. Twenty years. Okay, well, that's, twenty that's, plus. I would think yeah. that's that's a good good long. So now, mm-hmm. uh, let's just let's start with Pam. How did you end up at Calvary Church? Well, I have a little, probably a little bit longer story than Debbie, mm-hmm. but when I was actually going to FSU and okay. I met my husband, and we, when we were dating, ended up going to Calvary because it was a right church there, near, near the campus, near right? The campus. Right. And so we started going to that church, and the pastor at the time um, married us. When we got married, we moved to Woodville. Okay. And so we started going to um, other churches, but then when our daughter got a little bit older, we just felt led to go back there. Uh-huh. And we went back there, and it was just like it was meant to be. There was there another go. pastor there at the time, and, and so that's really when we, we think about actually having coming come into our home church, uh-huh. um, Calvary. So. Wow. Now, were both of you believers? You met at FSU, I assume? Yes. And yes. You, you, you were both Christians? We were both Christians. So you, were you involved in some type of a, a campus ministry that got you together? We actually were not. Huh? Um, we just um, happened, happenstance. Huh? Um, we were out listening to music and, and started talking to each other and huh. just started dating. 
Was it was it gospel music? No, no, it wasn't. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just looking for the connection here. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was just popular music. We just hit it off, and he asked me out on a date, and uh, I said okay. <laughs> we started dating. All right, Deborah, what, what's your story? How did you end up at, at Calvary? At Calvary, we actually, my husband and I, were members of the Rock United Methodist Church, which was on South. Monroe. Uh, Monroe Street, right. right. So, uh, uh, Laura Lee mm-hmm. in Monroe Street. Yeah, I'm yes. very familiar with it, yeah. And that church was going to close down. Right. So we spent a year visiting different churches in the area, and the pastor that was there at that time, um, well, when we started visiting, the, the, U, the United Methodist District moved our membership there, basically. Okay. And we did not know that, but the pastor that was there sent us a newsletter, and we knew him. So we thought, oh, well, let's go check out Calvary. Right. And after the service, they were having a meeting in the fellowship hall to discuss working the FSU concession stands during the games. Uh And my husband said, let's go to the meeting. And I said, well, we should leave. And he said, no, let's go to the meeting. (laughs) And we've been there ever since. (laughs) Here's something funny here. Now, she says, "Working the FSU concession stands." Now, if you were in Kentucky, we'd be talking basketball, but we know you're talking football, aren't you? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) because that's just the way it is around here. So you were a member of the church, and you didn't even know you were a member of the church. But you said, "Okay, that's good. We'll we'll just go there." We just stayed there, and so that's just become your church home. That's right, and. uh, and then, like I said, then this whole thing about the clothing uh, ministry just kind of happened in the church because it was just a God thing. And then yeah. you've both been involved in it as such. But now, is there an actual director? Pam, are you the actual director I, of it? I am not the director no? of it. No, it, it way outgrew me. <laughs> yeah, you, you told us that. <laughs> way outgrew me. Um, and we actually, it, it actually outgrew our church. Uh-huh. And so we have individuals from other churches that come in and volunteer. And there's a core group of those people that get together and act kind of as a, a board of directors. And, and it we call it West Side Mission. Okay. Um, and they, um, and so they kind of oversee what goes on. Hagar Mickens is basically our director. Um, yeah. We she doesn't like that title, but we call her that anyway. And she she's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, no, you what, are. What did you say her name was? Her name is Hagar. Hagar. Yes. Okay. And, and uh, we have had pastors that go. I'm so sorry, Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so, Hagar Mickens. Okay, so the West Side Mission has grown uh, out of the uh, McKenzie's clothes closet. Yes. And yes. now. Um, so, uh, because as you said, your church is small, you needed some help, right? So, what other churches are are the other churches or just individuals? Other churches, we okay. have um, Good Samaritan. Um, I no, so that's, that's a Good, Good Samaritan it. Catholic. No, no, Good Samaritan United Methodist. Oh yes, over on uh, uh, Capital Circle. Yes, mm-hmm. the Southwood. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, Gray, Gray Memorial, okay. United Methodist, and Lake Jackson United Okay, so, so mostly we have Methodist churches that, yes. are, that are helping you. But it's possible after today. Yes, we'll have many more. <laughs> there might be some other churches. Are you open to that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's yes. God's, it's God's sure, church. Sure, sure. Because what I find a lot of times is that people are looking for a place to serve. 
and uh, something that may not seem right for them over here may be right for them over here. In your ministry, because you are just giving it away, a lot of people like that. Mm -hmm. And so you never know. So tell them, talking about the radio audience here, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, they can go to westsidemission.org. That's a website, okay. and there's contact information on there, and that is altogether westsidemission.org. Okay. There's contact information on there. They can always call me okay. on my cell phone. I will give it out on the radio and pray that I'm not doing the wrong thing. I give mine out all the time, and I never have a problem with it. <laughs> it's um, 850-528-8036. Okay. They can always contact me, and I can give them more information they can just show up okay. on a on the days that we've uh, Debbie said earlier that we we're open, and that's Mondays eight thirty to twelve, the second Saturday of every month eight thirty to twelve, and then on Wednesdays it's a day that we take to sort clothing, mm-hmm. and we don't have anybody coming into the clothes closet, but we do have. Um, people that go in and help us get clothes ready and and out on the racks and there's somebody there from ten to four on that Wednesday, so those are the times that we really need people to come in and help volunteer at at the facility. We're always looking for churches that are willing to make sandwiches because okay. besides clothing, we give bag lunches. To individuals that come to the clothes closet, and sometimes people come just for the bag lunch. Now, is this every time you're open? Yes. The, the Monday, every Monday, and, and the second Saturday, you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Just that now, who provides the food? Do you all buy that, or did the the right now we have churches that are volunteering and they provide the food? And these are all Methodist churches at this point. At this okay. point, it is. But we're opening it up to. Any church in Tallahassee, the Big Ben area, this is a way you can serve. And and it could be just a, do it one time. Or yes. maybe do it ten times or do it every week. <laughs> however, however God may lay it on your heart to do so. But what a tremendous blessing for you all. If, if a church says, well, I'll take, I'll take that on, pick a date. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and that's, that is one of the, the big pieces that, um, especially during the summer, uh-huh. we have children that may not get lunch because there's no because school, there's no school right. um, if not for the clothes closet. So in the summer, we see an, a greater need for the bag lunches than even during... How many will you give out on any given day? We can have anywhere... Typically, we have about 150 people come to the closet for each of those days. And you give every one of them a bag lunch? We yes. give until we run out. That's amazing. I mean, what I mean, we're not talking about like sandwiches and uh, maybe some uh, canned can things like uh, the things that you open up? They typically do a sandwich, and each, each church does something a little different. There's okay. usually, there's always a sandwich. There's sometimes a bag of chips, sometimes a package of cookies, um, a piece of fruit, an apple or a banana, um, and then we do also give a bottle of water. Okay. Again, tell them how to get in touch with you. Okay. Um, they can go to the website, which is westsidemission.org, westsidemission.org, and there's contact information there. 
Okay. They can also call me at 850-528-8036. If I don't answer my phone, leave a message, I will get back with okay. you. Now, so if they go to the website, they can get all the information there. And is is, is it also linked with Calvary Church if, if they go to their website? It's we on our Facebook page. Calvary has Facebook, a Facebook okay. page, and our information about McKenzie's Closet is on there. Okay. Um, and then if they Google McKenzie's Clothing Closet, they'll see another um, – They'll, they'll find more information yeah, well. what I'm thinking of is if people are driving down the road right now and they're, they don't want to stop and write and they're going to be trying to remember something from this conversation they they can go Google <laughs> and yes. so so if they, if they Google Calvary United Methodist Church they probably find the information there or some of the information that'll, right. that'll get them going in the right direction McKenzie's Closet you say would be right that's another way that they can okay. Google or they can Google West Side Mission Tallahassee okay and it will pull up information. Okay. Several ways to go about it there. But but what they're looking for here is people who get involved with them. with them. To be able to do the food for a, a one time would just be a, a great blessing, I'm sure. But as, she, as they said, you could just uh, show up and help them out that day. Because you, you talk about a, a, a line of people wanting to just get in. Now, w- once they get inside the building, what happens then? Are they... Do you kind of guide them around, or are they free to just go pick things off the rack? Or it, it, It's just like a store. Mm-hmm. Um, we do ask that they sign in. Okay. Um, we do limit the amount of clothes because, especially for men, we are very limited uh-huh. in the clothing that we have. Right, and right. so we do limit the amount of clothes that people can can take at a visit. Um, we do allow them to get for people that are not with them, but they have to indicate um, who they are and who they're for. So they go in, they shop. Right. We have people help them shop <laughs> and look for clothes. Um, we um, we don't have out, but we do have in the back socks and underwear. That's always a need for us. If anybody's out there and wants to go, and we like to give new socks and underwear. So if somebody wants to donate socks and underwear, we're always uh, looking for that. Um, and... Um, they, some of them come in just like I said for a bag lunch. Some of them come in just for prayer. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how many babies I've prayed over wow. in, in that clothes closet, but um, quite a few. And, and you mentioned the car seats, and one of the things about car seats is it trying to stay up with the laws on those things because they change. I mean, uh, I, I, we had our, we had our children. Our car seats, when our grand grandbabies started coming around, could not be used. And then the, then we had some. Then somebody said, "Oh no, no, those are illegal." <laughs> and so you're dealing with all of that to be able to get people car seats that are quote <laughs> according to the law now, because we want them to be as safe as possible, right. of course. But but you do get those from time to time. If- Rarely, we we will get some. Okay. Um, typically, there are is a consignment shop that does donate things, and so if it's coming from there. We pretty much know that it's meets right, all the safety right. standards. Yeah. Um, and you know, so we we try to do what's right. And, right. And not well, I remember years ago here at where we're at now at the studio with with at the grounds of the Open Bible Church, we. We used to have a little building down the far end of the property where I'd open it up on Saturday sometimes. Then we'd sell a few things, but it really our objective was just to meet people. But the thing that was the most popular was children's clothing. We we could not keep uh, 
baby baby clothing, baby blankets, uh, that type of thing. It was just like like there was a tremendous need for that sort of thing. And a lot of times, because people have your your children, and now you've decided you're not going to have any more, and then you look for a place to be able to donate these things. This would be a great place. Absolutely. To be able to take them out. Now, when people have donations, how do they go about doing that? Because you're only open certain times. They can come by when we're open, or we have people that put them in a plastic bag and put them outside um, the church door. Somebody will go by there um, typically you know, every evening and, and see if there's anything there and take them okay. in for us. Um, so we have people that just drop things by. I know a lot of the the thrift stores and stuff. They have signs that say, "Please don't do that." But uh, but if you're if you're not there, uh, I mean, it, you, they got to get it to you some way or another. Right. And, and uh, but again, the times you're open is uh, every Monday from eight. Is that right? Eight eight thirty to twelve. Eight thirty to twelve, and then on Wednesday evening. No. On Wednesday, we're open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that's the, and that's the uh, the time when you're sorting and that that type of thing. Is, is yes, that, that's what. In other words, you're not necessarily open then. You're there to do getting it all put together. Because to me, that's where the real work comes in. That that is where the real work comes in. That's where the hard work is yeah. is getting the clothing sorted, right, and right. getting it ready to go out. Um, that's and you know we of course were going on blind faith um, and really not knowing how to do a closed closet. Right. So, um, but we we quickly learned clothing coming in is it's hard to sort and and get sorted and right. out. Right. Um, I will tell with you, I, w- I do want to share um, with your with the audience out there that men's clothing. And boys' clothing is what we really are always okay. desperately needing. Men's shoes, um, boots. These men want to go work. They work construction jobs a lot of times and need need boots and shoes, tennis shoes. Um, and so jeans, T-shirts, okay. that's always a need for us. Now, you mentioned, Deborah, that your 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 husband yes. kind of went in and remodeled. Yes. Of, okay. And my son-in-law, yes. Okay. So you you know a little something about what she's talking about here. Oh yes, because <laughs> uh, uh, when you we talk about a man that's going to go out and do hard work, he needs some clothes that's just kind of rugged mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to hold up with all that, and um, to be able to to know that there's a place I can go. Because I remember I had a guy that came by the church one day several years ago, and, and he was said, "That's what he told me." He said, I, I, "I've got a job interview, and but said I got to have some shoes." And uh, I took him to one of these places right here somewhere and, and bought him a pair of used. I went to a thrift store somewhere and bought him some used shoes so that he could go get a job. And that's that's important. But, uh, again, to be able to uh, be there, provide what they need. And so you're telling us as a, as a radio audience here, this is a real need for you. And I would imagine that just anybody that's listening to me now, you've probably got some clothes Laying around your house that, uh, for whatever reason, now, do you worry about whether they're dated or not? I mean, no. And I'll tell you a funny story about a dated outfit. We were in the clothes closet and we were sorting clothes, and it was actually a day that we're open and pulled out a dress, and it was a dress you could tell was from the nineteen eighties, and 
me and the gentleman were back there and he's like oh we can't put that out that that is just dated and i said oh we can put it out it's it's gonna it's gonna go watch i put it out and a man grabbed it out of my hands before i could get on the rack and said this is going to look beautiful on my wife. She's going to love it. I said, I told you. So people, you know, um, have different tastes. Right, right. You know, we don't we don't worry about whether it's it's too dated or not because yeah. different people like different things. And what about uh, uh, jackets and stuff? As as we, of course, we're in, we're in the middle of summer right now. Summer's getting rolling here. Okay. Every October we have a coat day. Okay. And we give away coats on that on that second Saturday right. in October. We give away coats. So you're probably um, wanting to collect some of those and now. Yes, we love collecting coats. Okay. And well. I have to say too, we have a, we have men's suits. So we get men that come in and they need that suit for a job interview. Some come because they want a suit for church on Sunday. Okay. And wow. my husband does work at the little desk when you sign in, and. They ask him every time, "Will you help me?" And he can pick out a suit that fits. So he just perfect. has a knack for it. He huh? has an excellent <laughs> knack for it. And he just this past Monday had a gentleman come in that needed a suit, and he looked at the man, looked at the rack, and he said, "There you go. That's going to fit." And it did. <laughs> How about that? So he may want And then when he changes careers again, J.C. Penney probably needs his help over there. <laughs> Well, the thing that I'm, I'm just amazed, I'm, I'm hearing your passion, both of you, for what you're doing, and, and even as a church, you know, because you, you, you've changed pastors during this time, and the new pastors have come in, and they've embraced what you're, what you're doing. That's important, and because, you know, if you don't have the pastor on board with you, it, it can cause conflict in the church, and you've had these different pastors that have come in and said, well, this is what the church is doing, let's, let's do it, and uh, you've kept it going over all these years. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, it's it's gotten bigger than us, and now you've opened the opportunity up for other people to come along and other churches to get involved with you. And uh, they, you can do that by having people come and help serve. I mean, uh, they're on the fir- every Monday from 8.30 to noon. Yes. Second Saturday from yeah. 8.30 to noon. You can come and just help if you want to. Or churches can become providers of food for the baskets and you can pick one of those days absolutely you can say well i'll take care of it on the fourth monday of the month what a blessing yes and And that and that's what we that's what we are looking for that is really what we're looking for churches that are willing to step out and, and help us do that we do have a few churches that are helping us do that now but it it gets you know it's it's a lot Right, it is a lot, and you know, something else—a a business. You know, could uh, if, sometimes there's businesses that are looking for ways to serve in the community. This is something that somebody Absolutely. could do, or maybe maybe even another ministry. A lot of times, there's ministries that uh, they're looking for ways to serve. So this is this is it. One more time, give them the, all the information. Okay, um, you can find out more information on our website, and it's westsidemission.org. Okay. It has information about McKenzie's Clothes Closet. Um, you can come and um, volunteer. Our actual address is 218 Osley Road, and it's off of Pensacola Street. Right. Um, and we're looking for, you know, you can come volunteer Mondays, 830 to 12, second Saturday, 830 to 12, and um, Wednesdays, 10 to 4. Um, so all day on Wednesday. If you would like to... 
um, provide sandwiches, you can always contact me. My phone number is 850-528-8036. And if I don't answer right away, leave a message. I'll get back with you or I'll have somebody else get back with you and we can see how we can work together. Okay. That's uh, Pam King. Deborah Marsh, uh, Calvary United Methodist Church, Mackenzie's Closet. And by the way, we are not related. <laughs> no, nope, we are not. <laughs> but we always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I thank you, Father, for these ladies and for this church and what they do. Lord, I pray your blessings upon them. Help them, Father, to be able to accomplish their mission. We pray for our country. We pray for your kingdom. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, Amen. may the Lord bless you.